Welcome to the First Issue Club Comic Book Podcast, where your weekly reading cut. What? I I was thinking about how our comic book podcast is like. If you ever wanted to do blow and read comics at the same time, like you get so hyped on comics, right? That's what it would be like. And then your level of excitement reminded me of that experience. But you don't need the blow; you just need our podcast. This is the only comic book podcast that's off its Adderall. Yeah, right. Okay. We. We are your Adderall. That, now there's a tagline. Right. <laughs> we're supposed to be leading you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape, but fuck, we're just as lost as you guys. <laughs> Does your significant other hate you? Does your job want to fire you? Listen to First Issue Club Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about a few comics, not all robots on AWA. Tell me you love in the dark. That can't be the right no. title. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is just what you texted me, and I just trusted you. The I think no. it's who who uh, who I am is who I I am in the dark. This is the same joke we did last week where we fuck up a bunch of. Don't name your comic book a sentence, but it's a uh, who you are is who you love in the dark. That's not true either. <laughs> we'll we'll swing back to it. If you know the book, you know what we're talking about. It's it, images. Me, me you love in the dark. The me you love in the dark. The me you love in the dark. The me you love in the dark. And the Joker puzzle box on DC. DC, you keep titles tight and sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love you for it. It's easy to remember because Joker's in it. Yeah, DC, like you, 80% don't, you don't. 80% of their titles. You don't let independent creators name your book fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, we didn't say this, but that book with the weird title, "The Me You Love in the Dark," is a Scotty Young, Young book. Yes. So, but it, I know that can be confusing for some readers because there's no babies in it, and no. Scotty Young is known for drawing babies, mostly Marvel babies. I haven't seen him do DC babies. He oh. probably signed an exclusive contract to only draw babies for Marvel. I would love to ask him that question, <laughs> and then quickly be escorted out of the room. You're taken to a back room with some seedy guy who's like, listen, I'm not supposed to talk about this, but Scotty will hook you up. <laughs> with a baby sketch. With an original baby DC sketch, okay? But here's the thing. Personal collection, no CGC. Yeah. Do not post this on your social medias. If you do, we will come find you. <laughs> Quit talking about the babies. All right. Uh, any comic book news this week before we get into discussing our books? Uh, yeah, if you love the comic book Runaways, sorry, it's canceled. Oh, really? After 38 issues, the uh, legacy number 100 is the last issue of this run. How about that? Yeah. Whoa. It's been rumored that that book, The Runaways, and uh, Children of the Atom, that X-Men book, are both kind of on the chopping block right now Mm -hmm. with readership and kind of the vibe that Marvel's going for or like trying to gear itself towards. You know, they have Darkhold coming out and Dark Ages and Death of Doctor Strange, so some of those teen books are getting the hack. We'll have to try again with cool young teens in another year. We still got champions. That's true. Champions is sticking it out. They are less alternative. Yeah. They're very homogenized. They're very homogenized. That's a great word for it. They're Uh, trying to do more interesting things with how Zoomer... Mm-hmm. Some of the other characters are, mm-hmm. and how trendy and hip they are. Whereas feel- Champions is much more like the popular kids in school. Mm-hmm. I also feel like Miles is a teen book. Yeah, but not a team book. It's a teen book. Teen, T E E N. Right, but yeah, Runaways is like a team up teen. Got book. it. I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. group of teens in a relationships, mm-hmm. figuring it out. Yeah, romance. They probably make their own zines. Heard of it? 
Anyway, it's kind of a bummer. It actually kicked off in 2017 when the show started. Wait, so is and it outlived the show? I cannot believe a run of Runaways mm-hmm. lasted anywhere near that long. This is the longest it's ever gone, which is great. Runaways series beyond the original what Brian K. Vaughn run, which yeah. is hailed as like an incredible run. Oh yeah, that was during like some Marvel dark times too, wasn't it? <laughs> well, they weren't hitting home runs. We'll say <laughs> yeah. that. It was like yeah. the Do you remember the Runaways when they were like the manga style? Yeah. Those are pretty rad too. Yeah, they every Runaway series has had its own unique take on the characters, and it's kind of been like sewn into the like mind of what a teen is at the at that exact moment. Uh-huh. So it's always a fun series when it comes back out. So this isn't the last of Runaways, but for this uh, generation, it is. The director that everybody hates also wrote a little bit of Runaways. Oh uh, wow! Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Uh, was it the one who did the um, uh, Buffy ex- the Vampire? Yeah, what's his name? Joss. Joss. He 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 wrote some Runaways as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's a very like I don't know. Well, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any other bit of news? I don't think. I think really, it's one of those. Uh, it's the summer dog days of comic books. Doctor Strange. They're doing a Doctor Strange dies arc in Marvel and. Do you guys care about any of the Darkhold stuff coming up on uh, Marvel? Not really. They did a big Darkhold thing on Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, They, they cool. found it. Yeah. This was like With, five, uh, Ghost Rider. Year, five years ago. Yeah. Yes, and they introduced Ghost Rider in that, like, mm-hmm. around those seasons. I don't know. It's kind I, of, <laughs> I think they're going to lead into it because of the TV show and the movies and stuff. Yeah, I didn't expect it to come back, but maybe they're revisiting that again soon and some other stuff. Who knows? Um, I did get reminded because Barbaric Number 2 is staring me in the face from your shelf. Yes. Uh, the creators of that have said that they're going to return to Barbaric in 2022 with different miniseries and one-shots from uh, different creators throughout the comic book industry. So, I feel oh, like, so other creators I think, are going to be writing stories in the barbaric mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. oh Whoa. i didn't, didn't realize it was going to be that expansive of a universe it, it is so fucking popular right now wow people are going crazy for barbaric. i mean it's a really good book yeah it's out on vault and it's only on issue two right now and people are going <laughs> ape shit for it's it. like a more palatable head lopper yeah well yeah and i think it's like what the like uh, the nastiest dudes you know, or whatever that book was that tried to be the worst like, dudes, the worst dudes, whatever. Like it's it's a better version of that. It's like it knows what it is, and it it's written way better. Yeah, shots fired, whatever. <laughs> we fired at that book a couple of times. Uh, uh, which uh, let me say, I didn't mind that comic. Oh, it's fine. This, yeah. Uh, and then finally on Scout, did you see that they? Do you remember that like big hubbub of the Phantom Star Killer? That they released a mm-hmm. comic book that had its own original action figure mm-hmm. that like sold out and stuff. The action figure existed before the comic book. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like um, somebody's just homebrew creation mm-hmm. of a. So they had they did a new action figure to that like se- series, and they are calling it Count Draco Knuckle Duster. <laughs> so and I I imagine that you can get that in a. Uh, if it's not one hundred dollars, like every other homemade toy that people put out on Instagram, they're insanely expensive. Yeah, do you guys follow accounts like that? That oh yeah, yeah, they're cool. They're cool. They're cool, and like it, it only got popular because we have disposable income. Ex- I'm exactly exactly. It's like a hundred bucks for a piece of plastic that's gonna sit on your shelf. Yeah, it, it's like a goof. You you bought a meme, <laughs> an expensive one. <laughs> All that I have left is Planet Comic Con and Kansas City's coming up. 
this month if you're in Kansas City. Yeah, but I mean, I think the real news there is like, what the fuck is anybody going to do now with the Delta variant reemerging? You know, I don't even, I haven't even heard if they're putting like a limit on how many people can come. There's a, the city has the mask mandate going. Yes. So we'll we, be there with masks. We on. at least know that you've got to wear a mask to get in, and the organizers. Thankfully, don't have to explain to everybody why you have to wear a mask. There you go. <laughs> so if the mask mandate existed and you were a teacher, would you wear one of those clown masks like they have in Slipknot like to your classroom? If it to teach? fully covered my nose and mouth, I'm following the mandate. Yeah. And the kids will be focused. I think the kids would really like be energized by a little gag like that. <laughs> Let's get this podcast started. I really loved Not All Robots. Yeah, same. Uh, Mark Russell strikes again. He's done so many great things. Did he do Snagglepuss? He did do Snagglepuss. And then he did Second Coming. Yeah. So we obviously love a lot of his work. And AWA was my publisher for last year. No, no, it wasn't. That was Panel Syndicate. But AWA was high up there because... Oh, Mostly, be- because of their methodology. Your publisher of the year. But man, my publisher of the year was yeah. Panel Syndicate, but mm-hmm. AWA was pretty high up there. So it had a recipe for success, and it was actually kind of like a good dark comedy dystopian future that we're essentially headed for. Um, and Caitlin, who's not here, said, I wonder if it's like not all robots, and it definitely is, right? Yes. It's a reference to like... Yeah, there are so many different like critiques in here and like veiled messages of our society that y- you think it'd be like too heavy handed to enjoy. But Mark Russell did such a good job of like, you know, writing it out with some comedy in there and giving the personalities to the robots. I got to his like letter at the end and I was like, oh, I missed like all the social commentary and just thought it was a great sci fi book, which, again, nod to this book for being good on its own merit. Because he's he's saying the the book is a direct reference to not all men, the answer to the Me Too, Me Too movement. Right. Um, oh, I didn't read down that far. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. He, he gets very into the specifics. I, I did not of see that. The robots in this are representative of men, mm-hmm. and how they're in control of everything, mm-hmm. but still feel like victims. <laughs> and then they contrast that oh. with the with the humans, the lens that they see themselves in, right? And the whole idea of the book was this dystopian future is only a dystopian future for like some of the people. Like there are people living a dystopian future in our society right now. Yes. <laughs> like oh for the, sure. The the crazy scary thing that's happening in this sci-fi comic book like an allegory for like what's actually happening in today's world with women being treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and if I had one critique about this book, which is not a critique, it's actually kind of a praise, is that there was so much well-baked comedy yeah, and critique or just kind of like maybe cynicism that sometimes I was like, who do I care? Like, which who's the protagonist here? Like, who is the main character? Because yeah. it was kind of just like a lot of world building, which sometimes just makes it like, in some comic books, would make it rough to read. In this comic book, not at all. Completely fluid. Like, totally yeah. fine. And by the end, you know who you're going to follow. Right. It's Razorblade, right? 
whatever his name is. Razor balls. Razor balls. <laughs> the which <laughs> robots all have hilarious names. <laughs> They're all like crushomatic and like. I yes. love that. That yes. is so smart. <laughs> the most like name generator robot names. They talk so casually. They they yeah. They are just like such bros. I would say read this book once, read the letter in the back, and then read it a second time. Because the second pass through, you're like, okay, now I see like what the message is here. That's right. I need to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. There's one point where they they kind of have this talk show where they keep on like referencing it mm-hmm. back, and the robots are just like, oh god, humans, like what would you fucking do without us? Like climate change, everything. We basically saved you. And the they even call her the token human. Uh-huh. <laughs> the token human is like, I mean. Let's be honest here. We did create you 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're still kind of new. And they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> and it's like, there's still writing in this is so great, which is not surprising. Yeah. No. It was kind of weird for me because earlier this week, I had just read an article about how artificial intelligence is going to change warfare uh-huh. and how essentially we're, soldiers are going to be replaced with like drones and like these smart, autonomous, like, robot-like creatures to fight these battles or whatever and like to read this book and to see it kind of like toys that movie with LL Cool J exactly right like almost exactly like toys Mm -hmm. and I was just like that could be a made-up movie and I would never know it's got Robin Williams I've never heard of it (laughs) yeah it's one of his best no one of Robin Williams best movies I 100% agree with you toys which I've never heard of Joe Cusack's also in it yeah you're not I mean you're not really a movie buff so I don't know if you'd know about like good Robin Williams movies. I guess I don't. <laughs> it's that Patch Adams, <laughs> the world's best dad. Big, <laughs> no, not big. Jack, Jack. That's what I was thinking. And of. then my screenplay for Mrs. Doubtfire Two. How do Big and Jack both exist? Oh, because they're completely different. <laughs> they are completely different. <laughs> See, I'm not a movie buff. Big is Tom Hanks yeah. as a young man being transformed into an adult. Okay. Jack is a young boy who has a disease that gives him the appearance of an older man okay so there's no mysticism robin williams is a little more tragic and bill cosby's in it which makes it worse so the real question so is you can't really how do it. how do jack and benjamin button exist well because they're going in different directions <laughs> there's a sequel there's a sequel to benjamin button that's the sequel they oh, meet in the middle okay yeah. so we're doing headcanon now <laughs> That may take some more tooling, but we can get it to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this book was wonderful. Shout out to Blake for telling us to definitely uh, oh, yeah. d- uh, read this book. Blake of Blake's Buzz. Um, and uh, not that we weren't going to read it, but sometimes AWA books, it's like, did your shop get it or not? Yeah. Um, and we don't have a we don't have a pre digital on all AWA books, so I had to buy it on Comicsology. Yeah. And so, but it was great. I'm really glad that we did it. It is my pick of the week. Ditto. Same. So don't even listen to the rest of the episode. Yeah, bye, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Boulevard Beer. We love you. I'm kidding. What's up next? Do we want to do mainline book? D- talking DC? Yeah, let's talk some DC Joker puzzle box. Oh, yeah. All right. I was fooled because I thought Chip Zdarsky was writing on this. He's only doing the covers. He's an artist on the cover. So I may have... <laughs> I may have told you that. Okay. But uh, a great writer in in this with Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I I read it wrong and I thought that don't put that in the episode. But why? <laughs> we have to, you know, take our lumps. 
Oh yeah, but get all make all my mistakes yeah. essential to the bits. <laughs> Budget Kings like can you cut my L's out. But, yeah. Come on. Uh so this is kind of confusing because this book actually came out digitally yes. like, like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And this is the director's cut. Yes. So a physical copy of Puzzle Book, Joker Puzzle Box. Puzzle Box came out today. Blunders. <laughs> keep it in. Keep that L yeah, in. Keep it in. I this gotta is take real. It. This is real I'm, shit. I'm, 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 I'm. We're all tied at one. <laughs> and so, but really, uh, digitally, they're at number five. Oh, okay. So, which I think it's a six, right? I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not following it, and after reading this one, I probably won't. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but the premise is uh, Riddler died, and it's a whodunit in jail. Yep. And the main thing is, is that all of I think almost all of the Gotham bad guys. Yeah, are in jail, uh-huh. not Arkham Asylum, just waiting, like a holding cell. Yeah, right. and like they're just like because they got caught celebrating Joker's birthday. Right, all of this just seems really weird. <laughs> it is very. It's a like. Uh, here's the thing: is like if you kind of think about Bane in his last run and how like mm. dark and like ominous he was and all that kind of stuff, to him just being like loony guy in it like <laughs> with like weird like one-liners inside a jail cell it's like it this definitely book does not take itself serious it reminded me of the tone of the harley quinn cartoon a little bit okay oh good call and we're seeing all of like what happened through the lens of the joker telling a story too and he's telling it wrong yes on purpose right which is kind of funny and i don't know if like any of it's supposed to be like true or not why does he he calls batman like Oh yeah, he pretends like he knows that Batman's name is Arnold. Arnold, or yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, he's like <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's like, who's Arnold? And he's like, oh, you don't know? That's Batman's that's actual Batman's name. real name. <laughs> Which right- that'd be a funny bit uh, to continue on. The writing, Batman. I thought, I thought the writing of this like comically like worked. No, it was, it was, it was wonderfully written. I'm just saying, for my money, there's way better Batman stories out there being told right now. Okay, will I maybe eventually come back to this and trade? Probably, but right now, keeping up. Forward and singles. Two of my favorite funniest lines were, yeah. and of course, his child slave soldiers came to <laughs> fight. And so, like, referencing that Batman just, he does just use, like, child soldiers. <laughs> and the other line was that uh, Joker likes um, Boston cream filled donuts because he likes food that has other food inside Hidden of it. Hidden inside of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think. Chicken cordon bleu. <laughs> you guys ever had that? No. Yeah. What is it? I've never had it. Is, is it like fancy? Is chicken? it like chicken with cheese in it? <laughs> would that mean like a grilled cheese would work for Joker because it's cheese hidden in bread? It's not hidden. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, so like an uncrustable? Oh no. Yeah, a hot pocket. No, because you know what you're getting. It would be like stuffed crust pizza. Yes. Okay, or a tootsie pop. Yeah, that would work because okay. it's a chocolate hidden inside of a lollipop. Yeah. How many licks does it take to get to the juicy center of it? One. <laughs> Bite that motherfucker. Um. Yeah, I think this book was like. Funny and light. We probably went towards it because we thought Chip Zdarsky was on it. (laughs) I also don't know how they got to the – how Commissioner Gordon figured out there was a puzzle box in the, like, uh, evidence locker. And it's sitting in a vat of water, which was funny. They were like, why is it wet? (laughs) It's supposed to be wet. (laughs) This also was not the only Joker book that came out on DC this week. Oh, yeah. What else came out? There was Suicide Squad, Get Joker. Dude, DC just has a they've, they've such a hard-on hard on for the Joker. God, they love the Joker. They have a complete 
other rogue gallery of Batman villains to choose from. <laughs> they gotta go Joker. He's not even that interesting. Is the Joker the goat of comic book villains? He's the go-to. The goat? Yeah. He. I can't. Who else would be? Thano- like, Thanos? Thanos is one of them. That's only recently, though. Yep. Like, he's so only too. gained popularity because of television. Joker's Loki. been... Loki? <laughs> Again. Nowhere close to being Loki. Right. I yeah. know, honestly, it's as far as popularity goes, I can't really think of a mainline Marvel one that isn't popular because of an influence from outside yeah. uh, media. Kingpin? Not even close. I mean, that's only recognizable to really Daredevil heads. And Punisher. Oh, that's a Punisher could be classified as a villain. Oh, there we go. Anti-hero. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think is, maybe... Is Catwoman the goat then? No. Still Joker. I think it is Joker, yeah. Undisputed in my opinion. It sucks yeah. because like... The more I think names are running through my head and like none of them come close. Yeah. It's the same way that I agree that Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time. I don't like him, but you can't argue with the numbers. Yeah. So, yeah. Go Joker, goat. You don't think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time? I don't want to get into non-comic book talk too much, but... Yeah, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. I'm kind of like, what? Uh, yeah. You, Who's better? Uh, Joe Montana. Okay, next conversation. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, based on spec. So two Chiefs quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, Warren Moon, uh, I don't know, Steve Bono. Eli Manning. <laughs> Give me a break. Give me a break. Okay, we know who What's we're the next to? book? The next book is the Scotty Young one with the confusing name on Image Comics. Oh, yeah. You only dig me when the lights are out. <laughs> the Me You Love in the Dark, which is a good name, just not a memorable name. Yeah, hard to remember. So Yeah, you need something punchy. So You need to get on the horn with Scotty Young be like, nah, make it punchier. Give it a baby cover and make it more memorable. Was he just going like something is killing you? He's like, words with sentences is what really what's in <laughs> right now. He's going the James Tunyon <laughs> route. I was really surprised how sparse this book was. I totally agree. Yeah. It was, and I hate, I've been reading most of my comics digitally right now, so I keep on having this experience where I'm like, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, is like. You're just like swiping too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I feel like this comic book was a lot of setup. None of it was bad. Like, it was actually enjoyable straight. Yeah, I I was captivated the whole time. Beginning to end. I just was like, well, we kind of know it's going to happen, but not really. It's essentially a famous artist in a haunted house mm-hmm. has a conversation with a ghost to be sarcastic because somebody's like, it's haunted. Then that ghost is real, and they have to ha- figure out what the relationship's going to be. One comic book-related question, yeah. one real-life-related comic book question. Which I'll, one do you go on first? I'll take, I'll take the real life. Michael, take the comic book. How quickly would you leave that house once you found out that it was officially haunted? Can I tell you something about this? Yeah. This, this happened to my mom. When we, your mom when, was so haunted. When, when my mom got, uh, when she like was divorced and, and was moving away, she had to get a house really quickly. And so she was renting this house, and they were like, "Give her the keys." And they're like, "By the way, like this house is haunted." And my mom was like, "What?" And they like said it to her in a way like she would enjoy that. Like, like it's, it's a, a funny quirk. Yeah, cute fun thing yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so the upper bathroom <laughs> sink drips. Oh, and it's haunted. Right. I've that house was very scary to me. I remember it as a kid Whoa. being like very like weirded out by that house. You stayed in the house like overnight. Well, I lived there for a year. Well, life. I don't know, I don't know w- at what age. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, had done, you yeah, had, um... yeah, yeah. So I lived there for a year, and like I just remember it being like weird as fuck. 
but I don't, nothing happened. But anyway, it, it messes with you. Oh, for like, sure. Like, and that's what happened here. So I was like, if I found out now, if somebody said there's a haunted house, this is another situation. This is also real life. So I know that that's, that's my area, real life. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a priest child molester on my street who died on Christmas uh, Eve. No joke. Heart attack. Um, and a family just bought his house. I assume that house is haunted as well. I'm assuming that house isn't haunted. You don't think? Just based upon the righteous justice that happened. <laughs> I'm sure whatever deity did that was just like, this house is now clean. That's good. Yeah, he's like wiped. From- yeah, they probably yeah. have the most unhaunted house on the block. It's like div- divinely <laughs> guarded. That's a good one. I'm sure whatever angel did that was just like New Year, Christmas Eve, boom, oh, heart attack. You don't get a single more Christmas, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This day, not for you. Here's I, your present eternal damnation. I could not believe it. On Christmas Eve, I got a text that said, Father Tyranny's brain dead. And I was like, woohoo! <laughs> Fuck you, Father Tyranny. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I would move out immediately. Yeah. I mean, this was like in what happened in the book was like completely. Who wouldn't? I would like quite, physical, I would, mm-hmm. like knowledge that there's a haunted thing in your house. I would question my sanity and probably go to the doctor. I don't know if I would. I would know for a fact someone wrote on this. There is a new plate of wine and yeah. music playing, and there's a creature in the kitchen. Would, I'm out of here. I would think I had memory loss, and. Oh, maybe schizophrenia or something. You know what's fucked with me before? So Caitlin has like talked to me about this, about uh-huh. people who suffer from like time loss disorder. Uh-huh. Where like- They're time cops? They're, well, no, like they'll just like- They're Highlanders? They'll, they'll come like like two or whatever, and they're like, oh my God, like two hours have passed. Alien abduction. Where am I? Like they don't know where they're at mm-hmm. or how they got there or like what they've done. I drove to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted toasted ravs that bad. <laughs> I listened I to drove my... to St. Louis. <laughs> Give me some tea ravs. <laughs> I listened to my mother-in-law drone on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was frightening in a ghost in the house. Would be even more frightening. What was your comic book question? Oh, I forgot. Did you like it? <laughs> oh, that's for Mike. Yeah, hit that one. <laughs> no, I mean this is this is classic. <laughs> Scotty Young, like bait and switch. I think for a while, Does Scotty he have a classic <laughs> no, writing I, style. No, 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 babies. I, I, that's what I'm talking about. I think for his whole career, he's been known as this illustrator that's done this kind of like wacky Middle kinda, West kind of innocent kid style. But recently, he's done books like Middle West and this book that we have here in Bully Wars that he's like really showing his chops of just like but he didn't illustrate this one. Correct. No, but he he wrote. Yeah, Middle West, and right. he wrote Bully Wars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's just great that like he's not like pigeonholed himself in like a career of literally drawing baby covers for the rest of his life. Like, yeah, he's an incredible writer, and like I think a lot of people are finally realizing that. Yes, this is definitely not like a yuck yuck fun goofball book. No, I mean, and there is humor in it, but like there's a lot of depth here, and like I was. Literally captivated the whole time reading this book. Yep. I can't wait till the eighth printing when there is a baby cover. <laughs> Scotty, make it so. Yeah. It's an, it's an image book that might get some steam. It was definitely enjoyable. I think this is one of those books that absolutely needs a number two for me to understand where it's going to go. I kind of wish it was a double issue for the first yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what it I don't needed. know why Image has stopped doing that. Because it, like... Yeah, I love when Image does that, too. Because I'm like, what exactly... 
is at stake like what's the haunting here like I, I know this situation but i don't know like i know she also needs to paint a picture <laughs> or else uh, the gallery in uh-huh. new york is going to go underwater what a great situation to be into by the way like your piece has to save no no paint no painter in the world from my understanding just has a guaranteed deal of like you have a show you're gonna slot work we just need your paintings Right, like they're just being like, "Please, God, just give give me a gallery show, please, <laughs> <laughs> please, sir, a morsel." You think she's gonna fall in love with this ghost? Why not? Yeah, I bet he's stacked. Most ghosts I've seen have been pretty yoked, <laughs> and like down the clown. Cool. All right, let's do our last book. Well, there's no more books. We just did it. Unless you want to talk about. Lucky Devil, Lucky Ducky, Cullen Bun's second run in a week. Uh, no, we can. We'll leave that for the Patreon. Okay. Well, I've had a good time with you guys. Ditto. As always. Uh, thanks to Boulevard Beer for being the sponsor for the show. Space Camper IPA. It's mm. delicious. Tastes good in your stomach. Only if you're 21 and up. If you're 21 and under and drink this, it's like smoking five Macanudos. <laughs> it's not good for you. <laughs> so be 21. Drink this beer. Have a good time. I just want to be clear. They've never given us ad copy. But Ever. S- but still, you're getting the legal tidbits in there. <laughs> Drive safely. <laughs> well, I don't want to be... Drive sober, get pulled yeah. over. Yeah. Never just drink and drive. in other beer ads. <laughs> never, like never drink and drive. Don't text drunk. That's always bad. Yeah. I've never had a good experience texting drunk. Texting drunk. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Have you guys ever read comic books drunk? Sure. No. And on that, bye. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.